SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Sometimes we learn our money lessons the hard way, and we're talking about finances and generosity and faith today at SOS Radio with financial coach Bob Loddick. How are you? I am doing great, Scott. You? Doing well. A lot of Americans have to learn the hard truth about finances the hard way. You know, that was a position you were definitely in when you were in your 20s. You had like seven bucks to your name, 400 grand in debt, and you were a thousand miles from home. Tell us your story, Bob. Yeah. Well, my saving grace is that I thought you could only have one credit card. And so I had only maxed out one credit card as I was living off of it. But yeah, broken down, found myself at my um, freak out moment with God where I realized everything I thought I knew about money wasn't working. And that's so I called out to him and I said, hey, if you have a better plan, Lord, like I need some help. I'm a mess. And that's where it all started for me. So you said everything I thought I knew about money wasn't working. What was broken? So many people have faulty beliefs about money that we're raised with. And, you know, I talk to people all the time who they say, my dad said, we never talk about money in our house. And it's like, well, where are we supposed to learn about money if we're not learning about from that? And if we're not, you know, pulling out these scriptures from the Bible, and what it says about money, we just don't have any sound foundation of how we should be acting with our money and the decisions that we should be making. And so that's what I was. I was, I had followed the world's advice and it led me to a really dark path financially. So Bob, for you, was a problem more about spending? Was it more about saving or was it a misunderstanding of generosity? All of the above, really. Like, I didn't know how to save and I didn't know how to, you know, I was just overspending because I just bought whatever I wanted. And then on top of that, like, giving just sounded miserable to me. Like, why? That means I have less stuff for myself. So, why would I want to do that? <laughs> so, yeah. So, over the years, like, God just did a lot in my heart, taught me a lot of key lessons of how to overcome those errant uh, things that I was believing about money. And uh, over the years, I began to just, I don't know, see a whole different perspective on everything. And our financial life changed as that, you know, happened. It's funny. Every time we start talking about my money, my this, my that, I want this, I want that. I've found that that's when I'm sort of humbled. And we're talking with Bob Loddick today at SWIS Radio, and he's a financial coach. And it's almost like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, right? It's just like, my precious. It's like when I'm saying my, 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 when it comes to money, I'm trying to have control over money. But that's when I realize that money has control over me, Bob. 100%. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like I think if we take a biblical perspective on this, like what we have is we are managers of what God has entrusted us with. And when we understand that, that it's all his, everything is his, and that we just have a short temporary assignment to manage it for his purposes and his glory and, and uh, whatever the unique things are that he's called us to do in our lives. When we see that it's a tool that he's given us to use to manage for him, it just changes your whole perspective. There's so many ways we look at money, like I'm the owner or God's the owner, and it really is a catalyst for having breakthrough in our finances. We're talking with Bob Loddick today at SWIS Radio. When it comes to saving and spending and giving, Bob, what have you noticed about the generosity part of things that was a game changer for you? Uh, I think the best thing that I realized is just that it doesn't have to be miserable. Like for so long, I just thought giving was, yeah, just not fun, miserable. It's something I don't want to do. And in that whole thing that Jesus said, there's more blessed to give than to receive. I thought he was just wrong. I thought he just hadn't <laughs> gotten some good gifts. But I came to realize that God just kind of revealed to me like what cheerful and joyful giving actually is. And that actually can be an, an adventure that we get to go out on God with God on. 
And as I did that, it's like, it's now become one of my favorite things in life is finding unique strategies and ways to impact people's lives. Let's be honest, Bob. I think it's hard for a lot of people who don't have any money to even wrap their head around what generosity can be because they're like, I can barely even afford a car payment. Every time I have an emergency or there's a a flood at your house or something breaks or an appliance goes out and you don't even have 150 bucks to call a repairman without moving everything around, what would you suggest for those that are in that space going, I'm just trying to keep my head above water? How do I look at generosity when I can barely afford my bills? Yeah, I think the key here is that we all have something. Like, you know, God has given everyone something. And so we have something that we can give. We have something that we, and and it starts small. You know, and again, like coming back to the parable of talents in Matthew 25, we have this, you know, wealthy landowner or whatever, entrusting these three different stewards to manage what they have. And each was given something according to their ability And then what they did with it determined what happened on the next level. And so I think it's the same way with us and everything that we're called the steward. We have an opportunity to take the little that we have and to steward it well. And as we do, I tend to see that you get more to manage. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to continue to grow. And I want to be someone who is worthy of managing more, regardless of how much I have right now to manage. So, Bob, it's almost like our selfishness is what's holding us into those patterns sometimes where God's going to give us more resources when we're managing the resources he's given us better. Yeah, I think so many, we tend to think, well, once I get in a good financial position and then I have extra money, then I will give. But everything God does, it's like it's an upside down kingdom. And so the way that he works is the opposite. He wants us to take that step of faith and to actually give on the front end, which is so uncomfortable, but that just seems to be the pattern that God is calling us to and that he wants from us is for us to trust in him and to make giving the first thing that we do. And I've seen a lot of life change in our lives as they've taken that step. When we want to understand saving and spending and generosity, if the whole idea of giving 10% of your income away automatically just grates on you, maybe we're missing the whole idea of what generosity is because it's about giving God his first. It's about trusting God. It's about how we fuel ministry with the generosity that God's provided us and how we're managing his resources. Do you feel like we've missed the whole idea of generosity in Christianity today? And we have a lot of different things that a lot of people are hearing from different angles, from how they were raised. And so, yeah, of course, I think there's a lot of confusion, unfortunately, about giving. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if we come back to Second Corinthians 9, like this book is such a valuable tool for any modern day Christian in terms of giving. And we have instruction of what giving should look like for believers today. And part of that is to not be done under compulsion, you know, and as we do, like we can do this, we can give cheerfully, like literally we can actually have fun giving. And that's what I'm after. Well, the book's called Simple Money, Rich Life, Achieve True Financial Freedom and Design a Life of Eternal Impact. And When it comes to understanding money and generosity, 90% with you and God is generally more powerful than 100% on your own, right? Because then the responsibility is all on you. And we're talking with Bob Lodditch today at Eswis Radio. 
we're, we're talking about giving away money. We're talking about generosity. A lot of people get twisted up with the idea of a tithe. Like, wait, I'm supposed to give like 10% away. And a lot of times when we talk about the tithe and living generously, someone will say, you know, uh, the idea of tithing, that's like an Old Testament rule. And Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament way of life. Like, what are your thoughts on that, Bob, as you've studied generosity and saving and spending? Yeah. So I've come to the conclusion that I like tithing. Like, I think it's a good starting point in our generosity. And so, you know, I'm not someone who I think, you know, we need to ascribe to the Old Testament law. I don't think our righteousness is gained by that. Definitely don't think our salvation is tied to that. But I think it's a practice that, you know, is a great starting point, you know, or at least a mile marker on our generosity journey. But I also don't think that that's the end of the road. And so I think there's a lot of Christians who, you know, kind of feel like, you know, this is how I was. I thought I reached the finish line of my Christian giving once I was giving 10%. And when you read the New Testament, like, you know, I think many times God is challenging us and wants to test us beyond that 10%. And, you know, in my experience, like, that's actually where a lot of fun comes, like those, those crazy adventures that you get to go on with God beyond the 10%. Well, and it's interesting, too, because in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is talking with the Pharisees, and he asks one of them to have dinner with them. And so they go, and they're chilling at the table, and they're talking. And you know, and he says, you know what, you Pharisees, you see the outside of the cup of the dish, but inside you're full of greed and wickedness. Like, you're fools, basically. He calls them idiots, you know what I mean? It's like, you know. <laughs> When he says, woe to you Pharisees, you know, for you tithe and mint and rue every herb and you neglect justice and the love of God and those things you should have done and you're neglecting others. And and he's just breaking it down. He's basically saying, you know what, you guys are counting everything to the final cent, to the final penny. And and you're worried about giving the full 10% and not a penny over it. And and it's almost like that in itself is stingy because you're so worried about meeting the rule, you're not thinking about generosity. It's almost like he's suggesting that's a starting point. Yeah, no, that's, that's such a great point. I love that. Now, we're talking Bob Lottis today at SOS Radio, and you wrote a book about being financially wise, and you talk a lot about reducing your spending habits. I mean, generally, if you want to have more money, you either have to have more income or you have to cut costs, right? That's usually the starting point. It's not really that hard. It's just the discipline behind it is. No, you're right. It's a simple math problem. It's like you either need to increase one or decrease one. There's only two knobs you can really turn. But yeah, one of the simplest things that almost anyone can do if they're not doing this, like it's such a big opportunity for improvement, is to actually pay attention to what's going on with your money. Because there's so many people today, I talk to them all the time, who don't really know how much they're spending on groceries, don't really know how much they're spending eating out each week, you know, or anything else. And when you don't know, you can't spot the problems. And, you know, I talk to people all the time who are spending once they actually start paying attention to other spending, they find out, whoa, I spent $500 more a month eating out than I thought I was. And once you see that, then you can fix that problem. But if you don't know it's there, you can't fix it. You know, the stock market's been just a train wreck recently. What have you noticed about investing when the market doesn't really look all that promising for a while? I'm a big proponent of long-term slow and steady investing. And therefore, the way I invest, my approach to it, I don't really care what the market's doing. Um, I actually check my investments one time per year. And that's about it because like I'm investing for the long term and I you know, prefer my sanity and not have to look at the charts every day and what's going on. I have a business degree and I had a professor in college that said, you know what, 
you don't build wealth from your day job. You build wealth by investing and doing it over the long haul. Would you agree with that logic? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things is figuring out when I have a dollar, how can I make this dollar go to work and earn me more money? So yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, you hear the phrase a lot, if I'd only know what I know now, everything would be different in my life. And we're talking with financial coach and blogger and podcaster Bob Lodick today at SWIS Radio. For anyone listening who's younger, you know, you've been in that space where you were over-indexed for like 400 grand in debt and you're like, I got to get out of this hole. But what would you change in your 20s now to put into effect if you knew that age was going to directly just affect all the ways you look at finances forward? Yeah, I think the thing that I would tell my younger self at this point is because I have a better picture of this now, but like we all think we understand what progress looks like. If we have a chart of what progress looks like, we think we understand that it's this linear path. But in reality, when you start on a financial journey, and it seems really true in finances, maybe start a business, something like that. At the beginning, things don't go as fast as you are hoping. They go slower than you're hoping. But as you continue, once you get a little bit down the line and, you know, depending on your situation, it's going to be a different amount of time, might be six months, two years, whatever. But there's a point where, you know, I call this a tipping point where you start crossing over what your expectations are of how long it's going to take. And then at that point, things start moving faster than you expected. And it feels like you're going down a hill with wind at your back on roller skates. And, and that's what I would tell myself or I would try to encourage myself starting out because at the beginning of any financial journey, like it's just a lot of work and it doesn't feel like it's making a lot of progress, but you get down the road and it flips. And now it's like you're going so much faster. All the efforts that you put in years ago are paying dividends now. You know, we can save and we can invest, but there's a heart issue when we want to understand the application for generosity. And we're talking with Bob Lodick today at SWIS Radio, and he's a best-selling author, financial expert. And, you know, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy it or where thieves break in and steal, but instead store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, right? And Bob, in your book, you talk about as Christians, we shouldn't be measuring success by what we store up and save here on earth. It should be measured more by what we give. Yeah, that was the revelation I had because I found myself, you know, tracking my net worth and trying to increase it, which is a great financial exercise. It's a great way to pay attention to what's going on. But as I was doing that, like I had this, you know, desire in my heart to be able to give and to be able to give a significant amount of money away over the course of my life. And I found these two things are kind of fighting against each other. And through that, I determined, wait a minute, I'm going to refocus my financial goal setting. And I'm going to make it less about what I accumulate and less about how big of a net worth I build up and more about what I give. And so from that point, we began tracking what we call our net given, and which is basically just a running total of everything that we've given. And now that is our primary metric and focus for our financial success. It's funny if you use TurboTax or like the H&R Block tax cut program. And even if you tithe at the end of that, it says, hey, are you sure you've donated this much? Because that is a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's funny because you see a lot of famous people, you see a lot of politicians and tax returns there, you know, posted public. And you realize that a lot of people who are rich are only giving a couple hundred dollars or a couple of thousand dollars to charity. And 
makes you wonder why the nonprofits in our world aren't making the impact that they could to solve all the social problems we have or why we're just focusing on bureaucratic programs to solve problems. I mean, as Christians, we can meet these needs if we embrace generosity and look at it differently, Bob. Yeah, completely agree. That's, you know, the reason why we wrote this book. That's the reason why we're talking about this is because there's an opportunity for all of us to be wise with our money, to, you know, reduce our expenses. Like so many of us are wasting money on stuff we don't even care about. Even if we just took that and reallocated that towards organizations and missions that we do that are impacting the world, like that right there is enough. But then if we increase our income, then we have more. And then if we're strategic about our giving, it's like, There's so much potential for every single Christian to make a big financial impact on these organizations that are impacting the world. Bob Loddick has a brand new book. It's called Simple Money, Rich Life, Achieve True Financial Freedom and Design a Life of Eternal Impact. Hey, Bob, thank you so much for sharing with us today at SOS Radio. Yes, my pleasure, Scott. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.